All right, Mark Lauder, how are you, my man, and how are things uh, for you today? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, listen, uh, the president's going to have some uh, big, um, I guess, uh, you know, meetings going on, some big powwows with the uh, the, the voters, and uh, take us through them. Where is he going to be heading out to? Uh, well, the president will be in uh, Toledo, Ohio, also in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, here coming up in the uh, the next uh, few days or so. Uh, it'll be a chance, obviously, for uh, folks in those states, but also those tuning in on, on television and online to hear directly from the president what he's thinking. Uh, but as we saw today. Uh, this morning in the White House in an, in an address to the nation, uh, the president has made it absolutely clear where he stands. Uh, and I'm really surprised that he, that the Democrats on the other side are not rallying to condemn terrorism. I mean, they're actually defending uh, Soleimani, who was one of the largest terrorists in the world. Uh, and it really just it just it's remarkable uh, how much Trump derangement syndrome has can, can just consumed the Democrat Party. Yeah, I, I agree with you. 110 percent it really is uh sad to see what the democrats have fallen to i mean petraeus was quoted as saying the the uh, killing of soleimani was bigger than the uh, the killing of uh of osama bin laden he was that he had his fingers that deeply in what was going on in the middle east Absolutely. And I mean, it's been widely known and known for a very long time that that Iran is the largest state sponsor of terror in the world. Suleimani was the head of that network. They threatened. I mean, not only did they kill and maim U.S. servicemen and women, they threatened our allies. They killed Muslims. They killed around the world. They threatened Israel. And then they were using our own money to fund all these things after Barack Obama gave them billions and pallets of cash. And as the president rightfully called it out today, missiles that they paid for with our money were used to attack our bases. Yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. I've heard, the, you know, the president's mentioned it before, but boy, today he made that. I mean, he hit that with a hammer today. Well, it, the facts are clear. I mean, you can go back and just look in, in and I'm sure the mainstream media won't. But you can go back in 2015, Barack Obama admitted that money from the Iran deal would flow to activities that the U.S. objected to. Yes. John Kerry in 2016 said some of the money would end up in the hands of the Republican Guard Corps and other entities which are labeled as terrorist groups. It's no question uh, that this happened. We know this happened for a fact. And that's the difference between President Trump and, and, and prior administrations is that we're not going to let Iran hide behind their proxies any longer. It's over. The murder, the mayhem, as the president said, this tyranny is over when it comes to Iran. Yeah, well, we just had uh, Lieutenant Commander Stephen Rogers on with us in the last half hour, and he made a very uh, a strong point in that it was the Iranians, it was the Khomeini himself who told his people to fire those missiles. It was not proxies because they wanted absolute control to make sure that nobody got hurt, basically. That was a big fireworks display uh, for the people of Iran to make it look like something was being done because of Soleimani's death. Well, and then you had those in the mainstream media that decided to report Iranian propaganda, you know, 
in primetime television here in the United States, I mean, it was so irresponsible. Now that the light of day has fallen, we know that thankfully no Americans were injured. There were no Iraqi injuries. The, the damage was minimal. They blew up sand, basically, in yeah. an attempt to look strong again. And the president, I think, showed the right response. He, he has been restrained in the past. And I think he's showing remarkable restraint in that right now, going back to that formula with economic sanctions and adding new ones, which is choking the economy of Iran. Their, their government is crumbling under the weight of these sanctions. The people are angry, and they know who to blame. It's not the United States. It's their own regime's support mm-hmm. of terrorism. This is a president who's going to stand up, fight for our allies, and fight for our own interests. I was listening today, and KT McFarlane was on Fox, and she said that uh, inflation in Iran is at 70%. Can you believe that? That's almost as bad as Venezuela. Well, you know, and then, and then you contrast that to where I, what, what my job is. I mean, why on earth would you want, you know, these totalitarian socialist regimes mm-hmm. brought to the United States? You can just look to see what it is. But here we are going into 2020 where Bernie Sanders, you know, and, and his campaign squad, uh, which is the squad, you know, are leading the Democrat field right now to take on this president. Uh, it's really remarkable when, they, when you know, the unashamed unashamed communist socialist who mm-hmm. praises the Soviet Union and honeymooned there. Uh, that's the leading candidate for the Democrat Party right now. Well, I, I can't wait to, to, to the the election is really engaged. And the president is standing on stage in one of those debates. And one of these yahoos from the Democrats decide to say, yeah, we, we need to stop fracking in the United States so that he can look at them and say, because of fracking, we're the greatest producer of oil in the world, and we're able to tell the Mid- uh, Middle Easterners to go pound sand now. We don't have to go over and do things because of oil now. Well, and even then, there was a great story, I think I saw it this morning uh, on Axios, that said there's a reason why, despite the tensions of the recent days here in the Middle East, the U.S. gas prices have not gone over three dollars a gallon, That's right. you know, except in California and Chicago, and you know, but yeah. <laughs> where they're always more expensive. And that's because we are we don't re- rely on Middle Eastern oil. Iran cannot control the world economy right now through oil, through its terrorism uh, activities, and we are independent, uh, as about as close as you can be to being energy independent. And while there was a small increase, it's been mitigated. Yeah, it's already dropped off here. <laughs> it's already it's already gone here. It, it dropped like five cents a gallon here overnight. It was that fast. It's amazing, and that's because of the leadership of President Trump. Yes, despite the fact you got Democrats out there that want to eliminate our energy industry, put hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people out of work, drive up people's home heating costs, home cooling costs, electric bills, gas bills. This is the president said, no, we're going to unleash the power of the American economy and the American energy economy. And now, look, we can withstand this tension in the Middle East Mm -hmm. and do what's right because it's right, not because we're looking at the bottom line of gas. All right, Mark, let me ask you about uh, the president called out on NATO to get involved uh, in uh, helping to get to peace in the Middle East. And he included Russia and China in that formula as well. Uh, I mean, the 
America, I, look, the president doesn't want to be the world's policeman, and he he would like to bring our troops home, I believe, and I want to see them come home. Uh, I think the American people want to see them come home. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. The president, uh, rightfully, and he said it today, we have the strongest military in the world. We have the best military in the world, and we should not have to use them. Uh, and that's why you see the president not using just military power when he needs to, but economic power. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the world community should be united. Russia, China, Europe, the United States, Israel, no one wants Iran to have a nuclear weapon. But when you have China going out of its way to buy Iranian oil, when you have Russia secretly using uh, Iran to get oil to its to its facilities, it props up that regime. And then you've got, obviously, Europe and being weak-kneed on the Iran nuclear deal because they've got too many business interests over there. We need the world to come together right now and say – Iran will never have a nuclear weapon. The Iran nuclear deal would have given it to them in five to eight years. It's never going to happen. So let's bring this to bear now before we have to deal with an Iranian nuclear bomb, much like we're having to deal with North Korea. Yeah, it's going to be very well, – we cannot allow Iran to have a nuclear bomb. I mean, that that changes the uh, nuclear power structure everywhere, and – uh, puts Israel at a definite disadvantage and in, in, in jeopardy, and we're not going to allow that to happen. I mean, the president made it very clear. He started that speech off with that. He finished the speech with that. As long as I'm Before president, he'll never get said it. Good morning. That's exactly right. You know, as long as I'm president, you know, Iran will never have a nuclear weapon. And that it's got to be the key now. You know, is. Is the is the Khomeini going to you know roll the dice and think that the president's not going to get reelected? I don't believe he will. I think that he's playing right now to try to get the nuclear uh, weapon, but I you know president's not going to let him do that. No, and the world is not going to let him do that. That's one area where we have been uh, united. Uh, although obviously Europe was hoping that if they could, you know, score some money in Iran by doing some business deals, that maybe that would put them in a better position. That has not helped. Iran's terrorism and support of terrorism got worse after the Iran deal, and that's why the president pulled out. And we'll be united. But the great thing is, is that we've got a president who knows how to pull all the levers, whether it's whether it's a military strike when necessary, economic pressure when we can use it. Uh, but the end result is going to be the same. As long as Donald Trump is president, Iran will never have a nuclear weapon. See if you agree with me on this. I think that was the president's finest moment today when he spoke to the American people about this and to the world. And secondly, the optic optics that were there were incredible. You had the secretary of state, the vice president, secretary of defense. You had the joint chiefs of staff. You had them all standing there. And around the president, all together saying, I'm not going to take it anymore from you guys over there in Iran. It's done. It's over. You know, get with the program. No, it's absolutely right. It also shows the, the, the unanimity of that, of that top leadership, uh, that we're all going to be working together, whether it be the military, whether it be our diplomatic sides, whether it be uh, the various levers of power that we have available. And it's going to take all of those leaders uh, to go out and 
get the European Union to put away their misguided support for this horrible Iran deal. It's going to require them to talk on China with Russia to come together to deal with this threat. Uh, because if we don't deal with it, there will be a future president down the line who's going to have to deal with a nuclear-armed Iran, just like how if we would have done with North Korea decades ago, we wouldn't be dealing with a nuclear-armed North Korea right now. You're exactly right. Mark Lauder, thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate you. Hope things are going well. Happy New Year to you and a good 2020. Absolutely. Look forward to being back with you, Dave. All right. Bye-bye now. Mark Lauder here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll take a break. Uh, Then we'll come back, get ready for news, top of the hour. Next half hour, we'll hear from the president. We'll play his speech back for you. Uh, I've got some other things I don't want to play for you and talk about. Then we'll get to Congressman French Hill, who joins us every Wednesday at 335 to bring us up to date on what's happening on the Hill in D.C. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 